Welcome to season five of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Event Marketing Partners and Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xstand. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. It's important to keep up on the latest trends and topics and this is just the spot. Two guarantees, you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 103 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm your host, Megan Powers, and this show is made possible by Powers of Marketing, focusing on strategic content creation, including podcast and event production, hosting, and emceeing. This is another business lessons from life, sort of with a twist. It's more business lessons from business (laughs) than anything. Uh, Every Monday, with the exception of one since February 8th of 2021, I've been posting what I call Megan's Monday musings. These musings are typically a story that include what I see as a business lesson. Sometimes they just include a question to get people thinking. And I talked about this on the episode with Chad Ia Peterson when we talked about storytelling. And I, I usually, it usually starts with a photo, but sometimes it starts with, I read something and then um, it just got me thinking, right? So I think that's how a lot of blog posts get, get made. And so these are kind of like micro blog, blog posts. Some are longer than others, but I thought I would share a couple of those. And then also a, um, what came out of a podcast recording that I had recently on my other podcast called Trade Show Talk. So the first one I wanted to share it's it's about optimal optimal confusion. Not as not as easy to say uh, as it is to think about. I when I was reading Brene Brown's um, new book Atlas of the Heart, I I read this this part of it that just really got me thinking. So I've taken on a role full time for another company that that involves a lot more tactical and administrative type work than I've done in a really long time. Actually, some of it I've never done. (laughs) So it's really been interesting to try and maneuver through it. Of course, YouTube has been my best friend for the Excel challenges that I've had. And so while it's been stressful, I actually got thinking how it's also been working my critical thinking muscles in ways that might be good for me. And then when I was reading Brene Brown's book, I came across a section about confusion. It's in chapter four. Uh, the title is Places We Go When It's Beyond Us. I actually referenced this same chapter a, a couple of weeks earlier in one of my Monday musings. Brene references a book by Adam Grant called Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know, which in and of itself really made me laugh because what I've been saying for the past couple of months is I don't know what I don't know. Right. And that, that kind of is, can be the thing when you start a new job, she goes on to talk about optimal confusion. And this quote stood out. The concept of optimal confusion is key to understanding why confusion is good for us and why it's categorized as an epistemic emotion, an emotion critical to knowledge acquisition and learning. I read that and the light bulb went off 
like being stressed and confused has obviously not been ideal, but it, it really has fired up my brain. It, it hasn't been comfortable, um, but apparently confusion is vital for learning who knew. So, but there's a catch, you know, you, you really, to properly work through confusion, we really need to be given the proper time to stop and think, to engage in careful deliberation, develop a solution and revise how we approach the next problem is another quote by her. If we aren't given the proper time to work through things, a couple things are likely gonna happen, both of which have happened to me. You're gonna get super stressed out and you're gonna make mistakes. So I think it's a lesson in leadership also, right? To take the time to check in and be sure that you're providing your team or your colleagues with enough time to work through challenges or new tasks. Sometimes the time is not there, but we could also give better instruction maybe. Um, and then be empathetic to the, to the challenge. Um, so I'm curious, I would love to hear if anyone's ever considered confusion being good for you. This is really enlightening for me. And, um, and so it was something that as soon as I read it, I thought, oh man, this is it. I have to, I have to write about this. And then, um, it definitely, because it got so much traction, so much interest, um, a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, this is, I'm going through the same thing, all of that. I'm kind of on, on social media in response to this. So I thought it would be worth sharing with our listeners. So I'm going to, there's another Brene Brown reference um, about awe and wonder. I'm gonna do that one third. And so I wanted to, uh, in, as in the middle of the sandwich today, talk about, uh, most of you know, I, I am event professional and um, really it's, it's been, obviously it's been a, a tough couple of years, right? But we are, we're making progress now. And, um, you know, really we'll be looking back over many years to realize the true impact the pandemic has had on our industry. And there'll be common ground. There will also be disagreements for sure. Um, but I think the thing we could all agree on is that things have changed and we need to adapt now and move forward and not try to go back and revert to the way that things were. Earlier this month, April 7th, you, you may or may not know, is Global Meetings Industry Day or GMID, and I'm a member of the San Diego chapter of Meeting Professionals International, and we hadn't gathered in person for this event since 2019, and it was that year that they decided to, leadership decided to honor um, someone making an impact on the industry, and, and, and usually if they're making an impact on the industry, they're also making an impact on the community, and so this year, they decided to um, meet in person again at the Air and Space Museum. And, you know, I, I totally think we can do great things online. We can accomplish a lot online, but nothing beats the energy and the unique conversations that happen face-to-face. -face. It really was magical uh, to be back together and to honor an industry leader in a rip, Ripito. He is the CEO of the San Diego Convention Center he has shown us that he's not just a leader of the convention center team, but he's also a community-based heartland leader who has made a tremendous impact on many lives. He opened the convention center during the pandemic to the homeless, to hundreds of young girls who were stuck at the border. 
and and house them and and provided a space for them to meet with their sponsors um, and get and get you know get a new home and and or at least a place to stay temporarily. So it really was lovely. And what was most lovely about hearing about that was that the mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, was there. Uh, there was also a a, a county um, a member of the a county board of supervisors as well. But I, I want to just fo- focus on. I think it's really important when the when leadership shares that that they value the work that the meetings and events industry are doing to bring revenue to the city but also he did share um what a what a tremendous impact that rip has made and so i think it highlights the fact that we don't we're not just about doing business in this industry but we're about helping people also and um and making an impact on people's lives and rip is such a huge wonderful example of that. So, and, and then I had uh, two gentlemen, two CEOs in the um, expositions or trade show industry um, on my trade show talk podcast that I host for TSNN. And they both talked about what amazing they're, they're working with, they're having events or they're working with event organizers who are holding events all over the world. And Truly, things are, are are really solid in in that space. Now, they're not everything's not back to one hundred percent, but it is a. In some cases, shows are up a lot. In some cases, the shows not up in terms of attendance or in terms of the number of exhibitors, but a lot of business is still being done, like really high percentages. And and um, I thought it was really cool to hear from from two people who are really in, in leadership in the industry talk about, and, and it wasn't, it was data. It wasn't just about, you know, like, oh, everything's going to be great. It was, it was solid data and percentages. So it's episode seven of Trade Show Talk. If you have an interest and, and want to listen to that, I will include the link in the show notes. So we are moving forward in a positive way, bringing the world together again. And I just think, you know, what could be better than that? So I wanted to, to talk about that for a few minutes. So this, this last thing is um, calling it awe and wonder. And that's basically the section of the chapter that I was reading from that same book from Brene Brown. Uh, it was, a, I guess, probably about a month ago now. I was hadn't given myself a really quiet morning in a while, you know, where you just sit with your coffee in a comfortable chair no music or TV on for me, that's a big deal might not be for you, but I rarely just sit in the quiet and, and not even like to meditate, but just to like sit with my coffee and just be with myself. Um, and I did that one Saturday morning, uh, a few weeks ago and something really, really cool happened. I think when we give our times to just ourselves time to just sit, um, it's, it's pretty cool. And I, I started to notice there were birds chirping outside. Thankfully it was, you know, not, not overwhelming. It was just really like nice little addition to my morning. And I wrote in my gratitude journal and then I started, I was about to start reading a new chapter, chapter, that same chapter, chapter four that I mentioned earlier and, and Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart book. Um, and I heard a tapping on my window and my windowsill is really narrow and I had never even seen a bird there before, let alone had one tap on my window. It double tapped twice. And on the second one, I looked and I noticed that it was a bluebird. 
I'm a huge believer in symbol symbolism. So naturally I instantly asked Siri, what's the symbolism of a bluebird? And it talked about initially the, the bluebird of happiness, which I guess it, um, comes from a movie and ultimately ended up explaining that happiness must come from within, um, which I thought was really interesting. And I, you know, I wish I had jumped up and taken a photo, but of course I was, I was just struck by the moment. It didn't occur to me, but I did instantly think that it was, it was maybe my mom paying me a visit or someone who, um, who had passed. And then I, and then I just, and then I read, I, I Googled it again, not just from Siri, but I Googled it and it said, others think that bluebirds represent a connection between the living and those who have passed away. And I, I fully believe this. And the more I thought about it, I thought, oh, I wonder if it was our dear friend, Elizabeth, who we lost in July, who was co-host of this show the first two years, it, it would definitely be appropriate for it to be um, nature-based and her um, paying me a visit and um, I don't know, letting me know she's okay. So anyway, but then after that, I started to read chapter four and the first section is about awe and wonder. And Renee says both awe and wonder are often experienced in response to nature, art, music, spiritual experiences or ideas. Hello. I mean, so, and then she goes on to talk about how we tend to use the words awe and wonder, wonder interchangeably, but there's that there's some differences that are worth exploring. Um, and she mentions researchers Ulrich Wigger and Johannes Wegman. They explain, they wrote, wonder inspires the wish to understand, awe inspires the wish to let shine, to acknowledge, and to unite. I'm going to read that again. Wonder inspires the wish to understand. Awe inspires the wish to let shine, to acknowledge, and to unite. So when feeling awe, we tend to stand back and observe, quote, to provide a stage for the phenomenon to shine and wow. Did it shine? I really, I highly recommend this book. It's just so cool. And it, it can really be read in chunks. And that's what I've been doing. It has, for me, it's very, uh, it makes me very introspective. And so um, I read a chapter at a time and just kind of like sit with it. I, I really think that it's remarkable that I, that the Bluebird tapped and then I read that. I mean, these two things, they basically happened at the same time. And, and, Again, so much of the chapter inspired me, obviously, I said, and I said in the, in the write-up, it inspired me to write more to come. And obviously you heard that as my first um, highlight in this episode. So I, I think the lesson here is to maybe just take time and sit. You know, you never know what awe might come from that. And, uh, and I think we should be on the lookout for signs. You know, sometimes they might just reach out and tap on your window. You might not believe in symbolism, but for me, I've just I've encountered so many things and I do, you know, you kind of have to be on the lookout or be on the, be aware, I guess, that things can happen, but I'm not trying to find, like, I wasn't trying to find that bluebird tapping on my window. So um, anyway, so that is my book recommendation. I might've recommended that before, but I highly recommend it. It's like a brick. It's really heavy. <laughs> um, so be forewarned, you're, you're probably not going to want to take it on an airplane with you necessarily. Um, but um Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart, 100% recommend. I will be rereading. And you don't have to read the chapters in order either, which is kind of cool because it's just all very, very interesting. So 
I hope you um, appreciated another lessons from, from Megan, kind of a short episode. I like doing these and with my new job, it, it fits in my schedule to do these on occasion versus having to schedule time with, with guests. So we do have um, four or five more episodes left in season five. We have a great lineup for you for the, you won't get, you won't get another one of these um, probably until season six from me. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. This has been episode 103 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time.